Hi, and welcome. I'm Vicky. I'm LaToya. I'm Toya. And today our guest is Miss Ashley DeLuca, but first we're going to discuss what we're working on. So what are you guys working on today? Is everybody muted? What's Am I doing something wrong? Okay, I'm on mute. I'm on well, mute. I, think, I think what it was, uh, we, I mean, you just jumped right in there. We wasn't ready. That's a furious, ain't it? What are you working on? <laughs> I'll go first. So I am working. Oh, it's on me? I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I actually been working on my website. I have some new updates on my website. And um, what else have I been working on? Oh, I've been working on some promotional stuff for um, an HVAC client that I have. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Janet? I'm playing, I am playing, but I have the weather, so I am playing. Got it, got it. Nakia? I have been working on creating purchase orders for service vendors. Nice. Nice. Toya, what have you been working on? I am rebranding, so I've been working on my website. Yes. Oh, that's neat. I can't yes. wait to see it. Ashley, yes. what are you working on today? Oh my gosh. I feel like the answer is all the things, but um, I would say the number one thing that I'm definitely working on right now um, is just focusing on giving myself some grace and love and really focusing on um, 2021 and making it like the best year yet. Cool. Fantastic. Love it. Okay. So our guest today, Ashley, is a mama, wife, and dog mama who lives in a small town called Londonbury, Ohio. She is on a mission to simplify email marketing so entrepreneurs can amplify relationships and sales. Now, why should you listen to and learn from Ashley? Well, over the past three years, Ashley has written campaigns that have resulted in 4K launches with lists ranging from 200 to 8,000 subscribers. So needless to say, she believes email marketing should be simplified. You know, so easily her toddler can do it. Most days start with coffee and end with a book in bed snuggled with her toddler, Nick. Welcome, Ashley. Oh my yes. gosh, thank you so much for having me. Yes. I'm actually so excited. Yes. Nikia, before we get um, started, can we say hello to some of our wonderful viewers, our yeah. sisters, brothers that are here? Hey, Jen. Thank you, sis, for connecting and joining us. Mama Susan. Yes, yes, gotta have, gotta say hi to Mama Dora. She is here every week. Yes, so so glad to see you guys. Yes, and if you have any questions, please pipe in because we have got the expert here. Hey, T. You so good to see you. <laughs> yes, so good to see you guys. All right. Okay, so my first question is about your email starter program. Mm hmm. What exactly is an email starter program? Is it just collecting emails or what should I be doing with them? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so within the email starter program, um, which really kind of also goes into 
teach you what I believe that you guys should be doing when it comes to email marketing. Um, it's really about having the right kind of foundation set first within your email marketing. Um, and so a lot of times we get really quick to just going through and being like, all right, we're going to focus on getting all these people to the party. We're going to collect all these subscribers and all the things. But then what ends up happening is we give them the freebie or we have them come into our group or whatever that may be. And then we just kind of drop off. Like nothing happens after that. And I'm just like, oh wait, no, we need to have a foundation set. So it's really about going through and focusing on setting up your first sequence, which is your welcome sequence and going through and actually making sure that you have a welcome sequence that not only welcomes people into your party, so that way they know who is the host, who is it that we're working with, but then also to being able to paint that picture of what it looks like to work with you um, and shifting those beliefs that come along with it. Um, so we really focus on the welcome sequence and then also having the foundational tech behind that as well too. Um, and just ensuring and making sure that like everything is set up properly. Um, so that way when a subscriber does come through, all everything's good to go. There's no automation glitches, which I know is like one of our biggest fears ever is like having automation or email go out when we, when we don't want it to. Um, and just having everything in check in place. Okay. Ashley, um, and, and that is one part of the foundation process. But for a person like me, because these three exquisite ladies are they're beyond me. I'm the newbie to the group. What for a person like me would you suggest in regards to the changing my mindset? So for me, every I hate when I join, not hate, I dislike when I join things and they ask me for the email because I know that means that I'm about to. So for me, since I'm in this business and now I'm realizing the asset how do I change my, my, my mind focus in, in preparation for my foundation, my email marketing? Totally. So the biggest thing, cause I'm the same exact way. When I first started email marketing, I was like, what in the world is this? Why is everybody wanting to send target ads, right? Like nobody wants this extra stuff in their inbox. And I decided what I wanted it to look like in terms of with email marketing specifically. So I was like, I want my relationship with my email subscriber to be an actual relationship where they know what my favorite color is, where they know they're, they're like, you know, holy walk is like what she likes to say, that she has a toddler. Like I decided what I wanted that relationship to look like. And so not feeling pressured and not feeling like it needs to look like what anybody else is doing is so incredibly important. And it's also really helpful too because you get to decide like you get to decide how you show up in their inbox whether it's once a month once a week whatever it is that you decide um i really want to empower you to know that you get to choose what that looks like and it doesn't have to look like everybody else okay okay earlier in the day we had someone who asked that very question of how often should they start with their welcome sequence how many emails should it be should it be daily should it be once a week what is yeah. the sweet spot? Yeah, definitely. So essentially in terms of with sending pattern, I like to be able to go through and match that sending pattern. So for an example, if you have plans on sending out email once a week, I would go through and also have your welcome sequence match that as well too. Now, a lot of times now, if you're like super sporadic, maybe you're just like, okay, I can't commit to sending out weekly emails right now, which is totally cool. I totally understand. And you're going to send out once a month. I would still do those welcome emails at least once a week because you're creating a weekly consistent touch point with your subscribers on the back end, um, with obviously having to push out your broadcast. 
Um, on the broadcast side, again, it's really about what you commit to. You know, the biggest thing is and with my philosophy of email marketing simplified, it's not necessarily about pressuring y'all to be like, no, you have to send out something weekly. If you only have something to say monthly and like that's what you can do, that's totally fine. They can expect something from you monthly and that's totally okay. Um, the minimum that I would do is three days. Um, I don't like to do daily personally, just because for me, I like to be able to have a little bit of breathing room within my inbox. Um, because I know for me, I don't, I mean, like for me, like daily emails would be super overwhelming for me. Um, and so I know for me and probably for a lot of my, you know, uh, clients, people who I want to work with three days is a good amount of time to be able to pop in and then recheck in on them. Um, okay. I I think okay. we should have a pause so we wouldn't talk over each other. <laughs> but um, I like it. And I'm going to be honest with you, Ashley, this sounds amazing, but I, it is overwhelming to me to think about building those sequences, building yeah. those welcome emails, building those sales funnels. I just, it's very overwhelming thinking about that. Yeah. And Definitely. that's why Ashley exists. <laughs> let me let me tell you what I think honestly if I if I could simplify this entire thing because when I first got into email marketing email was so complicated in terms of with like you need all the emails you need all these sequences all the things and I was like so overwhelmed with trying to figure out where should I put my effort first so if I had to give you the game plan of like all right here's where you start here's where you go next uh, definitely the welcome sequence but from there there, I would definitely recommend doing the weekly broadcast to start building into your nurture sequence. Um, and the best way you can do that is to do what I like to call, uh, well, Gary Vee calls it the dab, 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 right hook. Um, so otherwise it could be like revalue one pitch and it makes it really simple to be able to then come through and be like, all right, I'm going to show up three times. I'm going to give you all the love. I'm going to connect you in other places within my world, whether you're, you know, linking to a blog or podcast or something like that, and then do a sales email. Um, so that way, then obviously we're pulling around those who are like nurtured, ready to go. Um, and then you can invite them into a call. But that's where I would start. I mean, you don't have to be all crazy. There's there's re-engagement sequences that I write for people. There's abandoned cart emails. Like there's literally like an entire world of email marketing. But if I had to tell you to start one place, that's where I would start. That's nice. I like that. So Ashley, I, 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 service different, different sectors, different email campaigns. So say somebody who um, maybe Miller Lite might be perfect for them as opposed to someone who is into production with converted. Yeah. Do you find that different email platforms tend to work with better series of industries than others? Um, it's really so not necessarily an industry difference, but rather a deliverability difference and user platform. Um, so a lot of times for me, I recommend Mailer Lite over MailChimp all day, every day. The deliverability on Mailer Lite is so much better on Mailer Lite than it is MailChimp. But it's a very similar kind of process. Like they're both free 
to, you know, I think a thousand or 500 subscribers. Um, and then also within that, like, you know, the, the interference is a little bit different as well too. So when I get platform recommendations, I'm usually looking at, you know, what is the actual goal in terms of with your email marketing, what you're wanting to achieve. And then is the platform able to help you pursue that goal? Um, so a lot of times if you're trying to do a bunch of integrations and automation, like if you're trying to get real crazy, I usually would recommend something more like ConvertKit or Active Campaign because those are going to be able to really expand and scale with a business as opposed to like with MailerLite or MailChimp or something like on that level. Um, usually it's just great for dipping your toes in and it has its place. I've been like, I started out on both platforms myself. Um, so I totally understand that there's a time and a place for those. Um, but yeah, it's not really about industry. It's more about deliverability and making sure that your emails stay out of the spam folder. Okay. I want to share a few comments from our, our viewers real quick. Um, thank you, Mama Dorch. We appreciate mm -hmm. you. Awesome. And Tashonda says, um, I feel that I don't have that much to say to send out. Talk to us about that, uh, uh, Ashley. Talk yeah, to us about totally. That. I totally get that. I totally understand when, especially if you're creating content on other platforms, it can feel very overwhelming to try to you go through and like create content for an entirely other platform within your business. So I would definitely look at ways that you can repurpose your content. So regardless, if you're already making social posts, see how you can take that and make it as a base in order for you to be able to create your email. Um, you can also look at um, your videos. Like if you're doing videos just like this, like this would be a great, you know, email to then send out and be like, hey, you if you totally miss this, don't worry. We got a replay for you. Here's a replay. Here's some of our favorite points of the video. Um, same thing with the podcast, right? So in different ways that you're already utilizing your content or your um, that you're creating, use that in your email marketing. Um, or especially, you know, just have conversations. Like I love to just pay attention to conversations that people have in Facebook groups and take those questions that people ask. And even if I, you know, may write like a short little answer on their post, use that as a way to then be able to fuel into having something to say. A lot of times you just need to be prompted. Um, I know for me, that's what it's really about is sometimes I'll be like, hmm, what should I talk about? And I'm like, okay, let me go find a question and then I'm going to answer it in an email. Um, and that's a great way to be able to get the brain turning. Okay. I wanted to ask the question of what is click rate? What does that mean? Yeah. So basically your click rate is um, specifically designed or focused on the number of people or the percentage of people who have actually clicked on the link inside of your email. This is why it's so incredibly important to focus on one call to action in every single email because you're measuring the percentage of your call to action and how effective it was in that email. Hmm. So, okay, a question came to my mind, but it's not ready yet. Hold that though. <laughs> Too many things was coming to my mind all at the same time. So it so it is it first of all, one thing you should do you find that it's better to ask for an email address than more because if you go to a website and you enter your information, yes, in the back of your mind it does sort of assume that you might be added to some type of email email marketing, but do you find that it's better to ask or just let whatever platform you use to gather their information, just receive it from there? That is the in regards to the spam, ending up in the spam. 
Yeah. So the biggest thing is, is that um, you want to make sure the first piece of it is consent, right? Like you have to have their consent in order to be able to send them emails. Um, and so generally speaking, you want to have the platform capture them as much as possible by using like a landing page form. Um, that's usually the best way just to make sure that you have that documented time of consent. Um, so that way there was ever any questions about how did you get this email? Where did it come from? How did like, you know, anything like that, you have their consent. Um, and then also too, you know, there, I, there's a general expectation that if you give your email out, you're going to receive some kind of email in return. Maybe it's not a full fledged series, but at least one email to then receive that free item. So I would definitely make sure in that first welcome email that you put some sort sort of expectations in there saying, Hey, I'm going to be emailing you once a week, or, Hey, I'm going to be emailing you every three days about X, Y, Z. If you make your expectations known, then people can then make that decision of like, okay, I want to stay here or I don't want to stay here. Um, and it makes it so much easier for you to be able to then, yeah, navigate through that. That's good. And so you stated about that click rate, make sure to have, what was that verbiage you used about yeah, so it's one call to action. So call essentially it. within an Yeah, definitely one call to action. So what ends up happening is within your email, you want to make sure that you lead them to another step, right? So if you're talking all about um I'm just going to make this up. If you're talking about uh, dog bandanas, right? And let's like, like talk about the benefits of putting a dog bandana on your dog like at that point you want to lead them to something else right like so whether it's a full blog post about all the benefits of a dog bandana or if you're going through and like selling them okay cool like making sure you link to that next step and having one primary goal makes it so that way you don't confuse your subscriber and making sure that they go from one point which is your email to the next point of where you want them to go hmm. okay okay and is that is that call of action can either lead to a follow on social media or as opposed to a whether they get your services yes a hundred percent so i like to look at it as if you're um, going through the process of building your ecosystem and so what ends up happening is you want to make sure you go through and send them to other locations within your you know ecosystem so your website send them over to facebook instagram you know, TikTok, any of those really good things, just send them to one particular area and don't send them to like all at one time, <laughs> but have those um, and be very specific. So like um, within that, like if you have, again, we'll go with the dog bandana thing. Like, let's say you want to send them to your Facebook group and be like, hey, you can join my free Facebook group and it'll give you more tips on how to, you know, make your dog bandanas or whatever it may be, right? Like be specific about why you're sending them there and how it relates to the email. Okay. okay. I have a question. So, um, what is what does it mean when you've been blacklisted? When as far as email? Yeah. So when it comes to being blacklisted, um, there's actually this is going to get super technical. So I hope I don't lose nobody on this. I'm going to try to put it like as simple as possible. So you know how like we all have credit scores, right? Um, and so what ends up happening is you actually have an email score, which is what I like to call it. Um, and essentially what it does is it will track your, um, like your spam score in terms of with like where you're at, where you send your sender score. That's what it's like technically called. Um, it's zero to a hundred. So we don't have to go to like zero to like seven or 800 or whatever it is for credit score. 
So essentially you have that side of the puzzle, which is yours. So you own your uh, center score as it relates to your domain. So my domain is ashleykdeluca.com. That domain has a sender score associated with it. Now on the flip side, your email marketing provider, they have their own score as well too. And their score is specifically um, with the IP address that they use to send out the emails. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll actually use a tool called Glock apps to be able to see what is my sender score, what is the IP address that's being sent out on, what is that score. Um, and that's where you often find that sometimes, you know, either you or the, per or the um, IP address that you're using can be blacklisted. So there's a process that you can go through to be able, um, especially if you use a tool called Glock apps, to be able to give you the exact website where it's listed, the domain, like all of the things. And then you can reach out to them to be able to be like, hey, like, you know, I want to go through and um, basically, again, like if you have something on your credit score, like you can go through and like call the credit card or the credit score company. Same thing. You would do the same thing for the email side as well, too. Um, usually a lot of times, um, unless you own a dedicated IP address, you're probably going to be on some kind of blacklist in terms of with on the sender side. Um, so like I use ConvertKit and one of the IP addresses I'm at like is blacklisted. Um, and so they go through the process of handling that, um, for their particular item. Now, if you ever get on one, then you can obviously come through and then have your, you know, go through the process of getting yourself off of there. I don't know if it actually like totally answers your question, but there's like a whole process. But if I had to send you one spot to really check it out, it would definitely be Glock apps um, because it'll give you information, like very specific information towards your situation. Okay. Why, why does plain text emails perform better? Why do plain text emails perform better? Yeah, so plain text, so plain text emails work really well because they don't have the salesiness attached to them. I like to look at it as if I'm going to send an email to any one of you guys, right? I'm not going to go through and make like a fancy header and text and all of this craziness, right? And all these pictures. I'm probably just going to be like, hey guys, like here's the link to blah, 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 blah. Here's what's going on. Um, and it would send directly to you guys. Um, it, it takes out that additional effort. It takes out that additional um, work that kind of comes along through the process of, you know, going through and being like, oh, okay, here's. Here's like all this extra stuff, like just keep it focused and simple. Um, it also helps with deliverability as well too, um, in terms of actually you'll, they'll deliver at a much higher rate as well too. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I have a question. Ashley, is there a time where you would recommend having more graphical emails? Yeah, so one of my clients, she is in a MLM. Um, and so for her, um, we do use a lot more graphics than uh, my other clients. So my other clients who are usually more so coaches and strategists, um, we don't use as many like graphics or anything like that because we're not selling a product. So usually it's the product-based businesses that you're going to use a lot more graphics um, or pictures and things like that as opposed to with a coach or a strategist or even a service provider, you're going to use more so the power of your words as opposed to like your fancy graphics to sell your service. I totally agree, guys. Um, we have an awesome client that is um, that has a fashion store, you know, so they're closed, so absolutely. So we have to have, you know, nice email newsletter with all like really nice graphics to really entice people to want to buy. So I totally agree with you. Yep. Yes. 100%. How do you feel about emojis in your email? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. 
Yes. I am pro emoji. And here's thank why. You, Ashley, thank you, Ashley. Thank <laughs> you talking to me about my emails. At least, at least one every once in a while when it makes okay, before you before she gets us her expert, let me tell you, when I scroll down my email and I see an emoji, that makes me stop. It does. Thank you. Okay, Ashley. Ashley, I just wanted to say that because I know it was trigger her. So <laughs> Yes. So the thing with emojis is, I, I will say, um, too many would probably need to put a cap on it. But there are yeah. some things that emojis just dress up an email, especially like I don't like doing bullet points. So I'll do the little arrows or I'll do like little avocados if I'm making like a bullet list to make it a little bit more me. Um, but they're a great way to be able to infuse personality within your emails without adding a bunch of pictures and text and all the things. So preach, I actually preach. Anything like that, like I'm all for it. Like you'll always see avocado emojis in my stuff. So yeah, that's nice. totally me. And it's okay to put one in the subject line? Yeah, 100%. Okay, okay thank you. Of course. I'm so ha I'm so glad I could validate you today. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so each email, each email that you send out should is some some type of campaign should be on that email, yes. correct? Mm. Okay. Okay. As, as I stated, I'm the beginner, so I'm I'm having the beginning questions and how to direct and the word it. So that's what that's where my mind is. So that's a that's a good point. Um Janice saying that she's kind of newer to it. I can understand how this stuff is just like ah, all these different tags and campaigns. Like what is all this? So for someone who's just starting out uh, with email marketing and they're going with the mailer light, um, would it be would you recommend just like just start just just start with um you know a welcome email and then start talking, being consistent, talking to your folks. What, what what would you recommend today if I'm getting started today? Starting my Miller Lite yeah. account today. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely get that welcome email in there, so that way you can start collecting those email addresses through an opt-in through the Miller Lite system, and then from there just put in a calendar reminder or to do task every single week within your email marketing um, or within your like project management tool to make sure you send out an email based off of the frequency that you're looking to do. Uh, the biggest thing, guys, is consistency. So often mm. in business, we're so easily distracted, right? Like we're just like, well, like, oh, yes. I want to do this, right? I want to do that. Just focus on one thing at a time. Like that has been so helpful for me in my business and just taking time to just be like, all right, I'm going to commit to this particular thing, whether it's one, once a week, once a month, whatever that is, commit to it, go for it, and then watch it explode. I got a question. So how important is it or what are the important elements that need to be in that lead magnet to get the emails from people? Good question. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. So within a lead magnet, so often one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they don't make it for their ideal client in mm. a way that they can consume it. So mm. I know for me, so I'm a busy mom. Um, and so if you give me a 25-page PDF, the likelihood of me reading that whole thing is probably like a big fat zero. And so often people think that the more information they pour into something, especially options, they're like, oh, we're going to want it. And they're going to be perfect. Like, 
the whole process of getting like people to opt in is to get them on the right path of becoming your ideal client, right? Like we want them to bring that awareness. And if they don't consume the information, they're never going to make it there. So I would recommend do, making sure a it's in a format that people will actually intake and read and do the things with. But then also too, the biggest thing is, is that make sure it's something super tangible. You know, oftentimes, again, we think the more information or, you know, we have to give them the whole pie. So often people just want a quick win. So instead of me saying like, here is the entire guide for you on how to set up your email marketing, my opt-in that I have within my Facebook group is, you know, this is how you can tag and segment your list, right? And so that does two things. A, that takes me from somebody who is probably just starting out and like wanting the beginner stuff. Um, because usually I target people who are at a higher, a little bit of a higher level for like my ideal client, right? So that, that helps me out because I'm like, okay, I'm like in the middle of that process flow. So it's really about knowing like where your ideal client is at on their <clears> journey, <throat> what makes the most amount of sense for them in terms of what they need right now and creating something that's going to give them a quick win. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Ashley taught me how to do that. That's super duper exciting. Um, and it makes things like, it makes it way easier to explode that way. If you just focus on that one piece of the puzzle. I love that, um, Ashley. And actually in our group, we have a group for virtual assistants. And uh, one of the young ladies just created her lead magnet. And it was a checklist for the end of the year. She works with, yeah. um, you know, small businesses. And I just thought it was genius. It's a PDF. It's one page. I was quickly. And at first I wasn't sure if I was going to opt in because I can't like opt into everything. Right. But I said, but right. I was just like, I'm a small yep. business owner. And it's like, this is the checklist for the end of the year. Okay. Toya, I got to opt in. Let me see what, what I, you know, and it was just easy to digest and it was simple and it was what I needed yep. as a small business owner. So I totally, totally appreciate you, you know, sharing that, you know, you got to make sure it's for your particular audience and make sure it's digestible. Ain't nobody got time yeah. to read a 30 page report. I just need okay. nobody got time. So that's I awesome. know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Those bite-sized ones are where people get the most amount of wins. And yes. you want a referral army. Like that's the goal is to create, you know, within your email marketing, like a referral army of people who are like, oh my gosh, I know Ashley. You know, like I know her. I know like that's what you want, right? Like you want people to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, she taught me all these things about email marketing. And that's the goal. Yeah, that's, that's what you have here. Like, we're all like, Ash, you guys come on because Ashley's going to be on with email marketing. That's right. One of the army. Awesome. Ashley, of all the things in the VA world, what made you decide email marketing would be your oh. niche, your, your, your specialty? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question. Okay. So <laughs> I actually started off as a web designer. Um, and for me, web design was like something super techy and creative. And then it went. Like we went from like minimalistic web design to like a silly girly crazy all the things web design and I was like okay that's not for me, so I was doing web for people and I kept seeing email marketing come up all the time, um because people wanted me to add in their opt-in forms and I was like kind of looking and I was kind of peeping I'm like mm, this would be really fun um, because I actually um, it's very interesting I actually went through the process of wanting to become a writer and a reporter when I was younger so I always loved writing but never really kind of thought oh that was gonna be my thing um, because I honestly thought email marketing was super sleazy and spammy and I was like oh, I don't want to be part of that at all and so when I dove in realized it was super complicated and I was like no this could be simplified I was like, all right, I'm taking this on. Like, this is going to be my thing. And it took a lot of work. It took mm. a lot of mindset work in particular because I really felt um, when I first started out, I was like, no one's going to pay me for this. 
Like, who can I pay me to like write emails? Like I was so in my head about it. And it wasn't until I had talked to my coach about it. And she was like, listen, like if you could paint your perfect, like what is it you actually want to do? Like paint your picture perfect day. Like what would that be? And I was like, I would love to just talk about email marketing. Like that's what I want to do. And she's like, all right. So we just slowly took out web design clients and all my VA and tech and all the things. And I just decided to just be all about email marketing. And it makes it so much easier too. If like people just know you for one thing instead of the girl who does all the things. <laughs> nice, nice. And also makes more money. I, I mean, I know you have to be making more money yeah. focusing on this. Yeah, because... Uh, when I went to your website, I saw email. I was, it was almost like I always ah, she's the email marketing person. That's the go-to girl for email yeah. marketing, you know? So Definitely. that's something to, re to remember, guys. When you specialize in something, you command uh, more money because you are seen. You are the expert because you're focused on that one thing. Yeah. So I mean, if, awesome. there was, if there was one piece of business advice I would give to any virtual assistant, I would say specialize in something. Even if mm. you're not 100% sure. Just so you can pivot, you can change your business at any time. Like that's the Anytime. beauty of things um, is you can just be like, nope, I don't want to do email anymore. Like I could go run Facebook ads <laughs> tomorrow. Like I could do whatever, right? Like that's, that's right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So really guys, like you have to go through, like pick something, pick something and own it. Make your own mm. mark within that industry. Um, I never thought I would be at this point of where people would be like, oh yeah, like she's the email marketing girl. Like I thought I would just get lost in the sea. So that's why you use personality to be able to build those relationships and get people to know about you and to be able to link social triggers like avocados and sea turtles. And that's how you make the huge difference within um, your space. So, so I'm going to ask you, um, how much of your personality can you really bring through on email marketing? Because even sometimes as we talk about the texting and emailing world, sometimes things can yeah. be a little mundane. So how would you mm -hmm. suggest someone with a vivacious personality to put that through on an email marketing? Yeah, so there's a couple different ways. Um, so you can obviously do it in terms of with your copy, right? So a lot of like my copy is very energetic. It's very cheerful. Um, it has little phrases like cool beans or holy guac and things like that. Um, and that infuses my personality. The emojis, those help infuse personality without being totally in your face and all the things. Um, and I also make my own GIFs as well. So um, I have GIFs in like different emails that I have and things like that that are of me. Um, and so a lot of times it kind of brings together of like, oh, that's what that girl looks like. Or, oh my gosh, like that's her kind of like doing something. So like, um, if you guys were to send me an email, you would get a reply back and it would be me and my toddler and my toddler giving me like a big sloppy kiss. And it's just like one of those things where I'm like, oh, gotta go. Like I'm chasing down toddler kisses. Um, and so like those little things that like a lot of times, like we don't think make a huge deal, like adding in like holy walk into an email or adding in the emoji or creating your own GIFs, like they make such a huge difference. Like, I get so many replies, like when people email them, they're like, oh, that's so cute. So I'm making a new one for 2021. I haven't figured out what it's going to be, um, but I'm like, all right, it's going to be like my yearly thing where I'm going to like switch it out for something else. <laughs> I love okay. it because that makes you memorable, you know? 
Yeah, I always say I have six kids and people remember remember that about me. She has six kids. That's the lady of the tribe, you know, so yeah, that little thing. So that makes you memorable. And to make the gifs are really easy in Canva, guys, for all you yeah. people working at home. Really easy to make your own gifs for sure. I wanted to address what Tashonda said. Uh, I got to find my specialty. I love that you said that. And I love that Ashley told us that um, try something. Anytime that you want to stop that and try something else, do it, right? Yeah. And and actually, that really spoke to me because this year, was, for me, was a year of live streaming, like helping businesses uh, do live streams. And I never thought I'd do that before, but COVID, you know, brought that in my lap. And I, and I thought maybe I should just kind of specialize with it because there's a whole lot to do with just that. Maybe should I, I should just yeah. have that on my website at this particular time. And what you reminded me is that I can change that. If, if, if I decide to change it after six months, that's okay. You know, yeah. So, well, thank 100%. you for that. Yes. Yeah. So, trying to, we're looking forward to see what you try, what specialty you you try, and see if it works for you. Yeah. And to keep in mind, you don't have to mm -hmm. do no whole rebranding and all that to change. No. Mm -mm. Just change. Yes. <laughs> Just change it and say, hey, now offering and put your new service. That's right. And, and take yeah. those other ones out. Take the take other ones out. Ones. <laughs> I've done it several times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm doing this now. When I, I, I remember, that's be a struggle though. That's why I'm so glad I talked to you all because that used to be a struggle. Like I can't take that out. I can't take mobile notary out, even though I'm not really. I mean, I can't take it out, but I did. You know, yeah. you, you know, you start somewhere, but you don't finish the same place. You know, remember that. Oh my gosh, I shared a post on wall today. Actually, even as you, oh, even as you oh, do those types things you can use that email marketing to introduce that new aspect of your service correct that's right that's right okay 100 definitely that's right for sure now what were you saying Ash? oh yeah um i was just gonna say that i actually shared a post on my wall today of where i was at four years ago and it was with my old brand it was my old logo like all the things and i like was like that was when I was doing web design and like so many people were like, Oh my gosh, like that's so cool. Like that's where you started. Like now we're like where you're at now. Like it's a totally different ballgame. Like in terms of how I show up, what I talk about, um, even like how I talk, right? Like there's so many things that have changed within the past four years and it's really just about growing and just going through and like welcoming different changes within your business and life. Yeah. I love that. I did the same thing. I, I'm doing a rebranding. I just want to make stuff look more simple as far as my logo and all that. Yeah. I did the same thing. I showed where I used to, you know, what where I started out and where I am now. And that, that's cool. People enjoy to see that, that kind of stuff too. So it's pretty yep. cool. I've yes. already yeah. been through about four logos. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not Do we have any more questions? No, we can definitely wrap it up. Ashley, do you have any last words? Oh my gosh. Um, I would say honestly, at the end of the day, like just keep it simple. Like you don't need all the yes. extra frills, all the extra fluff. Um, and that's just for business and life in general. Like, you know, when I've gone through the process of just really making my business super simplified, which I'm still going through, like it's an ever turning yeah. process of simplifying business it really makes things a lot easier when you ditch the complicated, you just go all in on what you want to do and just show up consistently every day doing that. Nice. Nice. Yes. We have, um, Toy had mentioned this earlier that we have a group of, um, B 
DAs. So with those last words, I definitely want to go ahead and to plug in. We have a conference. Before yeah, you do, before you do that, though, Toya, just uh, if you can see the the link there to Ashley's, to, uh, Ashley's group for if you if you are what a, a coach or oh. tell us Ashley about the group. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, so if you're a coach or strategist, uh, VA involved too. You guys will find so much value in terms since it's basically service based provided businesses. Um, I walk you through so many different things within a bunch of mini series that are set up in the unit series. So regardless of where you're starting off within email marketing, you will find something in there, whether it's about subject lines or segments or emails, tagging. I have so many live videos that I've done in the past um, and continue to do all about email marketing. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Okay. Toya. Yes, um, you can put up the promo. All right. the stuff. <laughs> okay, the VA World Conference is a live in-person in conference that's for anyone interested in learning more about the virtual service industry. It's being hosted June 4th through 6th, 2021 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and tickets are now on sale. More information can be found at vaworldconference.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's Thank so cool. Yes, yeah, I'm excited. Yes. Super excited. So Super excited about that. Yes. Well, we would like to make sure that you comment, like, share, and subscribe, and meet us right back here every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Sultiful. Yes, yes, yes. Thank and you thank you. Ashley. Yes, thank you, Ashley. And it has been great. Thank we you, totally Ashley. agree, Alice. Totally agree. Yes. So much great information. Yes, Melly. And thanks for connecting and coming. And did you have any questions? If you have any questions, make sure you put them in the comments for Ashley to see later. She has a wealth of, of information. Thank you, T. Yes, you will, because we had to. So we, get, we we all have to. That's right. We all have to. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't get mad at me. I have one more question. I just thought about yeah. Don't get mad. Okay. So um yeah. We, we consistently see that uh, uh, text marketing is, is, is hot, is a quick way to connect. Would you, what's your recommendations over email? If you had to do email or texting, what would it be? Oh gosh, um, it depends on your target audience. Honestly, okay. at the end of the day, are they spending you know more time within their email or on text? I know a lot of the six and seven six and seven figure business owners they are more in their email than they are hmm. within their text message because they're putting their phones on disturb and letting things go to their notifications for when they're ready for them. So it's really about your ideal client. You know, are they more right. willing? And then honestly, you could ask for both, right? Like you could run a split campaign to both and see, okay, do I get more text signups, more emails? And even if you do both, honestly, at the end of the day, just repurpose it on over. Just That's right. On over and just keep it simple. Fantastic. Thank you so much, sis. Really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is so much fun. Thank yes. you. All right, Zeno. Yes, that was it. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Thank y'all. Bye. -bye.